But don't forget that this experience of having a baby and postpartum, your postpartum experience, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. When I say that, I like no joke. There was a study done and they talked to mothers with Alzheimer's and they like barely remembered their own names. They didn't remember, you know, they, they couldn't remember much, but they remember their birth experiences. Motherhood is a full-time job, except there's no clocking out. Hi, I'm Allison, doctor of physical therapy, mom of two, and women's health nerd. Join me as we dive deep into motherhood and answer the questions that everyone wants to know, but no one wants to ask. So grab a coffee, water or wine, and get comfy while we chat with some of the top women's health practitioners who support moms from fertility through empty nest to improve our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. This is the All Out Motherhood Podcast. Hey everyone, I am here today with, why am I blanking on your name? (laughs) Mary Pope! (laughs) See, yeah, and you were worried that we were going to be on video. Right. (laughs) People don't usually forget my name. (laughs) No, it's like... Very memorable. One of the easier names I've had. And here, you know, let's just call that one um, Mom Brain (laughs) and move on. (laughs) So, Mary is the owner of Oh Baby KC. And um, you guys have an awesome doula service, both uh, in person and virtual now, which is pretty amazing. So I'm going to let you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and about what you've got going on. All right. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited to be here with you. And yes, so my name is Mary Pope and I own a lady. We are a doula agency in the Kansas City area. And right now we are a, are, we are a team of 10 women and um, all with various backgrounds and expertise. One of our biggest pieces though is postpartum support. And you know, when you think of doulas, you usually think of you know, birth doulas, but postpartum doulas are definitely on the rise. People are really seeing the benefit of having that support after they have their baby because you know, birth is such a short thing usually. <laughs> And postpartum lasts, well, you know, forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I tell people that I am seven years postpartum. So, <laughs> yeah, we offer support for parents in person. And like you mentioned, we have some virtual options that are being rolled out as we speak. We are, you know, offering um, emotional support, which is something that a lot of parents need. They need that. So needed. So, so important, you know having that reassurance that you're doing a good job and validation, you know, that's so, so helpful, but also that education side of things where, Hey, what's going on with my baby? Why isn't my baby sleeping? What can I do? Is this bleeding normal? Like is my postpartum bleeding normal? You know, that type of thing. So um, just having that layer of support before you, where you feel like you're bothering your OB or your midwife or um, calling somebody else. Just, yeah, you're not, you're not losing your mind. You're okay. Maybe give your, your midwife a call, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. That's an overview of what we do, but I'm sure we'll get into the details, the nitty gritty of what we do here in a little bit. Yes. Um, Yes. And um, so 
postpartum doula, even if you don't have a like pregnancy doula, you can still roll into a postpartum doula, even if you yeah. have a hospital birth or home birth or whatever your birth looks like. Um, C-section doesn't matter. Yes. Um, I would, I, I would say a lot of our families hire us for postpartum after C-section because they're not able that makes to sense. things. They're not able to move as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, especially when they have an older kiddo or older kiddos, they have uh, a lot of limitations on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids don't care about limitations. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Toddlers don't care <laughs> if you have limitations. So it's nice to have that extra set of hands to help you with lifting and helping you with the toddler and your baby, all those good things. Oh, absolutely. I would have, um, yeah, I definitely would have gone for that after having my second. Just even I didn't have a C-section, but um, I had a few complications with birth. It wasn't anything crazy, but, um, just having that added like stress on your body and then trying to maintain a three-year-old and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and a newborn and, you know, breastfeeding, pumping, all of that. It was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> just the toll it takes on you and having someone there to help would have been amazing. Yeah. Well, even like I had vaginal deliveries with both of mm-hmm. mine and I remember just, you know, when I'd sit down and be like, oh, 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 this hurts. Okay. Okay. We're down. Okay. We're, we're good. <laughs> and, you know, and when something would come up, you'd have to like stand up or something. It's like, okay, is this worth standing up? Cause I'm going to have to sit down again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it can be a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. My problem was standing up straight. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to stay in that bent over curled up position. Yeah. I did not like, like I, I just, Oh, yes. Uh, Just thinking about it makes me cringe. (laughs) Your your body remembers. (laughs) It's been seven years for me, and I still, I can still vividly remember that feeling Mm -hmm. of, oh, I I just gave birth to a nine pound baby. I need to like protect my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Exactly. So what does it look like? Let's say, um, so let's go with C-section. Let's, um, someone coming home from the hospital after having a C-section, how does the postpartum doula kind of like fit into that equation? When do you come into the home and and how's that look? So some parents are good little planners and they know that they're going to need help immediately. And so in that case, they can have their doula meet them at their home when they get there. So if they're discharged in the afternoon, their doula can meet them there and kind of help them get situated, you know, make sure there's food going, um, help you carry stuff in because mom, you're not carrying anything, you know, just help carry stuff in and just make sure that you maintain like a nice calm bubble for that first, Mm -hmm. those first few hours when you get home. Some parents, you know, discharge can happen from the, you know, discharge from the hospital, not postpartum discharge, not to be confused with postpartum discharge. <laughs> another fun fact that we have to right, do. Another fun thing. <laughs> Nobody told me about. <laughs> um, no, so depending on when your discharge from the hospital happens, you know, you're doula can help you for overnight as well, because as you will find out, hospitals are not for sleeping. <laughs> oh, no, so definitely not. And, you know, those that night or two that you're in the hospital, you don't get a lot of sleep. And so when you get home, you're exhausted and you just want to sleep. 
and your baby does not. So having that <laughs> first night of support to help you get as much rest as possible is so, so important. Um, a lot of parents, you know, they don't realize that they need help until after they have their baby. They get home, they're trying to maintain some kind of routine and it's not working so well. And then mm -hmm. that's usually when they will call me and say, help, <laughs> I need somebody <laughs> as soon as possible. Sure. And so there's always, and then of course there's everybody in between. Yes. Um, as far as like the early planners and the people who are hitting a wall, there's somewhere in between. In the postpartum doula, you can have during the day or at night or both. It kind of, um, you can yes. kind of tailor it to your needs. Yes. Yes. So we have a five hour minimum and depending on what area you live in, um, you know, and postpartum doulas in your area, everybody does it differently. But we have found that we having a five hour minimum is like our sweet spot. So that's enough time. Um, and, and that's for daytime, by the way. Um, that's a great number of hours for the doula to help with house household things, you know, dishes, laundry, mm -hmm. um, running errands, you know, mom's able to take a shower and a nap. Um, the doula is able to do some meal prep. Like it's a good chunk of time to get as much help as possible. So it was amazing when we went from four hour minimum to five hour minimum, the shifts just looked a lot different and parents were able to get a lot more support with just that extra hour. So, yeah, I can see where that, I can see where five would be more beneficial. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a big difference, but it definitely would be. Yeah. Yeah. And surprisingly, like when we've been with families for six hours, I mean, there's always, like they, they always find ways that we can support them, but it feels almost not as you know when you have like too much time in your hands you tend to waste mm -hmm. it yeah <laughs> you know it seems to be like that so five hours is like a great number for us nice um, and for overnights we recently switched to 10 hour minimums mm -hmm. because we want you to get as much sleep as possible when we're there for overnights you know we arrive you know we take care of a feeding if that's if the timing is right or you know help support you when you're breastfeeding, answer any questions, and then you basically hand your baby off to us and go to sleep. So, you know, <laughs> burping, changing, um, soothing the baby in between feedings is why the doula is there. So you can get as much sleep as possible. Because in those early weeks before baby is back up to birth weight, you're having to feed your baby every two to three hours. Mm -hmm. And just because of their feedings doesn't mean that you're going to sleep for two or three hours in between. You have a feeding yeah. the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And then, you know, you're swaddling, you're changing, swaddling, soothing. And then by the time you get your baby back down to sleep, it's, you have half an hour before it's time to do it all over again. Mm -hmm. So having somebody to lengthen that time in between so you can get sleep is magical. So this isn't a, um, parents have a monitor in their bedroom and, you know, like if, if the doula can get them or the mom can get them, this is like no monitors, no nothing. Like mom is right. sleeping. That's amazing. Sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. And I've had parents who, you know, so I don't, I don't do um, postpartum work anymore. I, mm -hmm. I do the, the boring stuff now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love what I do. I love what I do. <laughs> um, so when I would have parents though, who would just be like, oh good, you're here. Let's hand the baby off and just like, 
go to the opposite side of the house. They turn on fans and like, we don't want to hear anything until it's time to feed the baby. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's, yeah. That's totally fine. You know, and I think that's really important for parents to be able to um, feel confident that they have somebody mm -hmm. who they can trust. Oh, um, absolutely. Cause handing your, you know, handing your three month old off when you go back to work sometimes is bad enough, but handing yes. your brand new, like one day old baby or, you know, a week yes. old or however old it's just, that's definitely nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as the owner of Oh Baby KC, I've done a lot of like work. I, I screen my doulas like rigorously before, um, before they work with clients. So like background checks and referrals and, you know, all those things, making sure they have like insurance and all of those like CPR, everything in place before they ever see a client. So that's one nice thing about hiring a doula through an agency has been really nice. You know, so not to say solo doulas are irresponsible or not trustworthy, but it's nice to have that layer of yeah, of confidence, you know, and that's something that, you know, if you weren't hiring through an agency or a company, then if you just hired a doula on their own, then you're going to have to do all that legwork yourself and right. kind of go and like, you're going to have to run the background check and call referrals and things like that. Whereas that's not something you really want to have to be messing with at the time of, you know, leading up to postpartum or during your postpartum. Exactly. So. Exactly. So it's nice to know that the person you're getting um, is a vetted professional and all the questions have already been asked and you just, you know, that you're in good hands. So that's, that's wonderful. So I know everyone's kind of wondering like, oh my gosh, how much does this cost? And uh, we kind of briefly talked about this earlier and I can assure you it's not near what you think it's going to be. And it's extremely affordable for the um, amount of work and amount of sleep and support that you do get from mm -hmm. this type of service. So I'll let you talk a little bit about that. Yes. So when people go to our website and they want to hire a postpartum doula, they will see that we have packages available, you know, parents who are planning ahead and they say they have really rigorous jobs and they, um, you know, they need, they need sleep, you know, they're going back to work and they need sleep. So we have packages available for that type of thing. Um, but for just like, you want, you want to hire for an overnight. You're just like, I desperately need just sleep. I just need sleep. Mm -hmm. um, we cost 32 an hour for a 10 hour shift. So it's 320 for a night of sleep. I, I realize, and I've wrestled with this before. I'm like, I realize that that's not in the cards for every family, but we want to make sure that there are options for other families. So, um, I tell parents planning ahead, making sure that, you know, if you, this is something you're thinking about, that you are talking to your friends and family and saying, Hey, we'd really like the gift of sleep. And postpartum <laughs> you know, so can like putting a fund together for that, you know, just like, Hey, if you want to donate towards this, if that, if that's what you want to gift us for this baby, that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the um, like the honey fund or whatever you do for weddings. Yeah. It's kind of the same concept. Oh, totally. And you know, people spend like a enormous amount on their weddings, but they don't spend that. But when it comes to spending money on, you know, their birth and postpartum, people tend to be like, "Oh, that's expensive." 
that's a whole other. <laughs> yes. We could go down I'm, a rabbit hole of that. <laughs> yeah. I think you should absolutely spend money on your wedding. Like, definitely. But don't forget that this experience of having a baby and postpartum, your postpartum experience, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. When I say that, I like, no joke. There was a study done and they talked to mothers with Alzheimer's and they like barely remembered their own names. They didn't remember, you know, they, they couldn't remember much, but they remember their birth experiences. Interesting. I know. And also like terrifying is, you know, like, you're gonna yeah. remember that. So, like knowing, uh, I'm I'm getting I'm getting off track and talking about birth again, but um, that's okay. <laughs> but how, how your birth goes will determine how your postpartum goes. Mm-hmm. So, don't think of them as separate things. They're one thing. And if you're gonna plan for your birth, you need to plan for your postpartum as well. And if you're gonna plan for your postpartum, you should definitely plan for your birth. So, <laughs> yes. Definitely. And just, and like you said, even just having one night of 10 hours where you can just literally go to sleep, that would have been amazing during those first couple of weeks. Cause I remember, um, but with both of mine, like you, you get up, you feed, and then sometimes by the time you lay back down, it's either a, like you said, 30 minutes when you have to jump back out of bed and they're awake or you just get to sleep and get into that nice, like almost deep sleep. And then you're back up again. And then after so many nights of that, your body's just like, I'm not even going to try to get into deep sleep. So we're just going to lay here, (laughs) you know, like your body just decides to stop trying. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, I, so I have the, a subscription to masterclass. Are you familiar with that? No. What is that? It's a whole, it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's like videos, like little like classes, master classes from people. Oh. Like they have cooking stuff. Like Gordon Ramsay has like cooking stuff and like classes on all types of things. And there's one on sleep. Oh, there's a, an author that does, has a master class on sleep, and he talks about how um, how not going with your circadian rhythm is so so detrimental and even losing an hour with time change for example mm-hmm. daylight savings like how that spikes like heart attacks and car accidents and all types of things that are tied to just losing an hour of sleep imagine what this is doing to new moms imagine what lack of sleep is doing to moms oh absolutely i've got to look this class up now because i am i've always joked that i'm like super circadian and I was always in um, in college, like I was the first one to crash. I would always go to bed like before midnight. I can't, I am not a night person like that. Nine o'clock, I'm like shut down. And by 10, I'm usually pretty much falling asleep. And, yeah. you know, I can wake up early in the morning, but if I'm up later than midnight or don't get the amount of sleep that I need, like I'm just not a nice person. I will just lay that out like right now. Like, <laughs> I'm not happy and I'm not nice. <laughs> no, no, I didn't get that. Well, okay, back, to, back to birth and postpartum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could nerd out on that kind of stuff like so much. I love, I love taking classes and I'm, I'm a certification hoarder. So <laughs> yes, I'm kind of the same way. So I feel you. 
And well, on that, okay, so since we're on this topic, on that note, you have some online courses coming out soon. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about that because, you know, not only are you taking courses, but you're making courses. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I've, I've wrestled with the idea of just putting together a program, but I'm like, I love, I love doing in person, not in person, um, live classes on Zoom. So, mm-hmm. you know, interactive classes, I should say. So all of my classes, so I'll, I'll tell you what classes I have coming up. We have childbirth ed, birth planning, postpartum planning, breastfeeding. Actually, that's tomorrow. But if you're listening to this, you know, it's not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a and link then, to your like rolling schedule. So <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's tomorrow. <laughs> who knows? Yes. Um, and then we had newborn care just a few days ago. And those are four classes that we will always offer. We'll roll through them and people love them. And we're doing something really different. And as we were talking about earlier, it doesn't make a lot of business sense to do it long term, but I don't really care. I think it's great offering for people. And they're all free with a pay what you want option at the end of the class. And that's, that's amazing. And you that's something you just don't find. And like you said, but it's probably because it may not be sustainable for the long term. But Mm -hmm. starting off with it that way is just amazing. Because not everybody can afford to take childbirth ed classes. You know, some of them are priced at $200, which I think is worth every penny. But if you don't have that $200 to take class, then what are you gonna do? Also, a lot of classes are longer mm-hmm. and they, you know, six week series or 12 week series or, and that's, those are awesome courses. Like I love the Bradley method. I love hypnobabies, but some people, they, they just aren't here to do that. They're just, they're not interested. They just want the basic facts and mm-hmm. to go from there. And that's what my classes are. They're just quick, short, sweet, informational mm-hmm. classes and you can move on with your life and at low risk. So, yes, absolutely. And that's nice for not only like first time parents who, like you said, just want the very basic information. They don't, you know, maybe have time or the ability to do the longer classes, but also for parents on their second, third or so on kid, because you've already been through those classes. Maybe you don't want to take them again, but you just kind of need a little bit of a refresher. Like, I remember you remember a lot of it, but there's a lot of things you don't remember or you kind yeah. of like block out or, <laughs> you know, um, oh, yes, children fry your brain. So, um, yeah, so that's really nice that it's not like the a longer form course, that it's a little more um, accessible affordably and accessible time wise. I think to a lot of parents with their first babies will just kind of wing it I'm like, oh, we'll figure it out. And then, like, blindsided by birth <laughs> and everything that that entails, and they don't have like the tools mm-hmm. to cope or whatever. And so, the second time around, they're like, we are going to do things a little differently this time. We're going to actually know what my body is doing. We're going to have tools for relief techniques. We're going to know what to expect and when to expect it. That's great. And um, and you have these classes on Zoom right now. Obviously, you said you have the breastfeeding one. Yes. Um, and you can find all of them on our website 
or if you want to join our group. Okay, perfect. I'm actually in the TTTKC group um, from when I moved here, the expecting in TTC, but uh, I didn't uh, until now realize it was your group. <laughs> I have like a lot of, okay, so I'm a, like a serial uh, certifier. <laughs> but I also... Like, I, I admin so many groups, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> My husband's like, you need to let some of these go. I'm like, no, 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 no. I love them. <laughs> I, well, there was the other one. The other day, I didn't realize you were the um, the uh, admin on one of the groups. That, I think it's the, is it the kind of crunchy, Casey? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that was you. Yeah, and I saw a couple weeks ago, like, you were moderating some stuff, and I was like, oh, this is her group. (laughs) Yep, yep. Back to, like, the postpartum doulas. So what are some things that postpartum doulas take care of or can take care of, like, while they're in your house, besides, like, kind of getting up with a baby and feeding? Household things, like dishes, laundry, running errands. Um, obviously, they're not going to run errands in the middle of the night, but yeah. uh, oftentimes at an overnight, when you arrive, baby's fed and put down to sleep and you go to bed, the doula will often like do up some dishes, throw some laundry on. So in the morning, you have like a clean kitchen and your laundry is oh. in the dryer. I know. It's wonderful. So it's so just amazing. Like, I know you're waking up and you're rested and your baby is happy and your you know your house is clean. It's like you have a little house house elf. Yes, house elf. Yeah. <laughs> My nerd is showing. I'm, 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 a, I'm almost a year uh, postpartum and I like. Can I have a postpartum doula now? <laughs> you could. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. I mean, I I often say, like, I don't know how many times I've said this, but I feel like toddler, we need like toddler doulas, like doulas for parents of toddlers. Because mm-hmm. like that emotional support. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. My daughter will be four um, in two months and my son will be a year old in a month. And, well, less than a month now. And so <laughs> it's like what, like, what did I, you know, they just, they had, they're not controlling their emotions yet and they don't really understand what's going on. And it's just, it's very trying on your patience. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. an adult over here. Oh, I'm the adult. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, um, there was that meme that went around a couple years ago where, whenever you are in a situation and you kind of look around for the adult and then you realize like, Oh crap, I am the adult. Like what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> let this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I walked in the kitchen the other day and, uh, I had been sitting in our dining room and my daughter was up on a little step stool that she has in order to like get stuff off the counter. And my son had crawled right up there with her and was on the second step, just standing right beside her. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) just chaos. I I like to say it gets better, but so my kids are nine and seven, but they will be nine Mm -hmm. and seven very soon. And the chaos just gets bigger. Not better, just different bigger. and bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay. So, so for someone in like not the Kansas City area, because obviously in Kansas City area, we can look up your website. But for someone who's in like, you know, Florida or Texas or whatever, what's the best way to go about finding a postpartum doula? Um, I know obviously talking to, if you have a midwife, talking to your midwife is probably a really good option. But for people who don't have midwives, um, what's the best way for them to go about finding one? Um, I think, you know, Google, obviously, um, Googling them, but, mm-hmm. you know, not, um, that's not always a good option because not everybody works on like growing a website and their SEO. Um, so, um, obviously asking in your local mom's group, if you come up empty, by all means, reach out to me. You know, I know people all over the country and like people I've, I trained with and people I, have connected with and you know I can search out I, I have doula, I'm in doula groups and stuff and I can search out doulas for you so yes so if you if you come up empty with all of the things reach out to me I'm happy to help connect you I do want to mention I, I know we talk about our classes a little bit but I want to highlight the postpartum planning class a little bit more and a lot of people will like they want to create a birth plan and they want to like they want it to be pretty and they want it to be perfect and you know and they should but then they don't create a postpartum plan i asked in my my facebook group a few months ago you know about people's birth plans and people there was like so much talk about it people were talking about the birth plans what there was they're putting on it you know what they got like what they where they got their birth plan and then the next day i asked who has a postpartum plan and it was crickets nobody even knew that that was a thing <laughs> and so i was mm-hmm. like oh okay i'm seeing like a gap here i i need to like talk more about this and so that's when i created my class for postpartum planning what we do is you can't know what to expect if you don't know what to expect it's like i i hear these couples mm-hmm. who um they're planning their their honeymoon for example and I asked, you know, I asked them like, oh, where are you going? My sister recently got married and I asked her, so where are you going for your honeymoon? And she says, he's going to surprise me. And I was like, well, that's sweet, but like a logistical nightmare. <laughs> like I need to know, am I going to Jamaica or am I going to Iceland? <laughs> yeah, you know, no kidding. Accordingly. So it's similar to postpartum. You don't know what to, what to plan for if you don't know what to expect. So giving you an idea of these are the things that you are that are commonly seen. This is what's normal. This is what baby blues looks like. This is what a perinatal mood disorder looks like. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, this is the help that you will need to have lined up in case that happens. Because you, if you're in like a mental crisis, you know, oh, I should find a therapist. Like that's not the time to be thinking about finding a therapist. You should have that lined up beforehand. You know, uh, pelvic floor therapist. That's a really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, you know, you don't want to wait until you're exhausted and your nipples are bleeding to, you know, contact an IBCLC or a postpartum doula. You know, you want to plan mm-hmm. that ahead of time. So, and I, I, I tell people that they don't necessarily have to hire them, but just connect with them if you need them. You know, you know that you've connected with them. You like them. You trust them, and they're just a phone call away. So that's 
a small window of the things that we talk about in the postpartum planning class. Just preparing you for what is normal and what is not normal. And that's so important. Planning accordingly. Mm -hmm. Especially if you don't have family in the area. Um, I, I didn't say this at the beginning of this. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to talk about myself at all. I'm not from here. I'm Canadian, and I moved here when I was 10 weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. So my husband and I had been married for four months. We've been married for four months, and we found out we were pregnant shortly after we got married, and then, like, we moved here. And so I was completely away from my support yeah. network, my family, like, friends. I had, nobody, I had my new husband, who, like, I hadn't even known for that long. <laughs> <laughs> And I had my, my mother-in-law, which also, I mean, I love my mother-in-law. I lucked out in the mother-in-law department, but like I, that's all I had. So it was really important for me to find a support network. And then after I had my babies, realizing that there's so few people that have support networks and helping them create support networks. So that's kind of where OBDKC was born. So. No, that's an amazing story. I love that. And that's definitely, you know, you hear of people moving while they're pregnant, but moving to a, a totally different country and, you know, I'm guessing over 10 hours away from your family. So it's just, that's a whole nother ball game. And oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And also like I'm being Canadian and you may know a little bit about Canadian healthcare, <laughs> you know, it's totally different than it is here. No. Totally different. <laughs> I was talking to my best friend and I was telling her about, you know, how what we do as postpartum doulas. And she's like, that doesn't even make sense here because like we, we get home visits with our midwives and we have like, we have that support from people. I'm like, yeah, I, I know, but American moms do not. <laughs> Mm -mm. So it's, it's no. confusing to other people in different countries. Oh, sure. And it probably was for you when you moved here because you had, oh. you know, found out you were pregnant and probably had an idea of the Canadian system and knew what you were going into. And yes, I, when I, so I, one of the things, when I went into, into the hospital, had my baby, I assumed that nitrous oxide was an option here because like, it's always been an option in Canada. My mom had it with all six mm -hmm. of us. And so I was like, I think I'm ready for the nitrous oxide. And they're like, oh, we don't do that here. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, okay. I guess I'll hope without it. Um, <laughs> and I asked when I was at discharge, I was like, so when will my nurse come visit? And they're like, oh, honey, we don't do that either. <laughs> they probably looked at you like you were insane. Right. And then, you know, the bills came in. I was like, what on earth is this country? Yeah. Where did I move to? <laughs> so, you know, it was just like, it was, I felt like a fish out of water. So yeah, it was a lot. So just knowing that coming here, like seeing how things are here and, and kind of bringing a little bit of Canada <laughs> to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> that I like the description of that. Yes, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really love chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. it was Absolutely. Fun. Really yeah. Fun yeah. Yes, so definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in the Kansas City area, you can check out obabykc.com. Um, that's the website, right? 
Did I say that right? Yeah. No. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and if you're not in the Kansas City area, then I will have a link for you shortly for the online classes that you can check out um, that Mary's hosting on Zoom. Thanks for joining me on the All Out Motherhood podcast. Want more? Head over to alloutmotherhood.com for show notes, links, and discounts from today's episode. And while you're there, be sure to join the All Out Motherhood Collective Facebook community, where you'll find even more support to get you to that positive test and through all the rest of your motherhood journey. See you next time.